This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, welcome. Uh, what was the famous line? Welcome to the end of our careers. I don't think that's going to be as uh, as harsh here, but welcome to the first mini pod that focuses exclusively on sports viewership. Had this idea to during the NFL season to get some of the foremost experts around the country to pop on for like 20 minutes and just do a specific mini-pod on viewership, which um, a lot of people who are listening always seem to be interested in. And who better to start than Austin Karp, managing editor slash digital for Sports Business Journal, frequent guest on this podcast. And that is the same for John Lewis, founder of Sports Media Watch. I I recommend uh, following both of them on social media and certainly checking out uh, John's site. All right, Austin. Let's start here. Big picture. Give me your top line sort of overall thoughts on where the NFL will be this season in terms of viewership. This isn't an exciting prediction, but I'm guessing it's going to be relatively flat. That's where I think it's headed. I think that things have kind of stabilized, particularly with that Thursday night audience, where I think you're going to see a dip a little bit will be with Monday night football. They have a lot of these new They tried it last season where you saw ABC and ESPN kind of have games go on simultaneously. There are a bunch more of those this this season. And if you're looking at the comparison, I don't think it's going to help them very much. But I think that you'll see slight gains from maybe some of the other networks. But overall, I'm I'm seeing NFL flat this year. Interesting. What about you, John? Well, I actually, uh, those are all very good points. But uh, I, I think it's reasonable to expect maybe a slight bump. I just think the league is in such good shape right now on the field. There's so many teams that people are interested in that even those factors that Austin mentioned, I don't see that necessarily keeping the viewership from going up maybe five, seven percent. Wow, John, you say up five, up five to seven percent. That's not an insignificant jump, John. No, in fact, as I was saying it, I realized that. Let me go ahead and bump that down a little bit to two to three. <laughs> you know, five to seven. No, it's okay, John. That, we like being different. Yeah, well, I don't want to be that different because that is that for the NFL that would be a sizable jump. So I'll I'll, I'll say two to three percent. I think you'll see modest growth this year. There's just too many good things going for the league on the field, even with Brady's retirement. Uh, and there's just so many teams, even the Lions. I mean, the Jets. The, the league is creating new, you know, prime time level teams where there were none before. And I just think when you've got that kind of momentum, I like the idea that it's going to be up. All right. So a couple things here, John, do you have the, do you have last year's regular season viewership average in front of you? Or do you happen to know it off the top of your head? Same with you, Austin. Do you know what it is? 
Mm -hmm. It was uh, down three. It was down overall three percent, sixteen point seven million viewers last season. Okay, so that's the number we're looking at in terms of regular season. All right, let me go back to you, John. How much do you believe in like momentum when it comes to viewership, and is there enough momentum you think with the first week where the kind of the showcase games would be Lions Chiefs for the Thursday night opener, uh, Cowboys Giants on Sunday night. Bills, Jets on Monday night, and then Eagles, Patriots, and Packers, Bears are the late games for CBS and Fox. Well, I mean, I think anytime you can start the season with that level of a strong slate, I mean, that does tend to carry through a little bit. I think the seasons where the NFL has front-loaded the schedule have done a little bit better anecdotally. I mean, I, I, I haven't really dug into it necessarily than the ones where they backfilled the schedule. I think it's important to get off to a good start in week one. And I mean, that's those games you listed. Those are all really strong matchups. So I I think it's a good move. Austin, um, when it comes to the Lions Chiefs, I I think that that's that's interesting to me because I don't think that's a slam dunk necessarily like it could be because I think people are really excited about the Lions. That's a very good TV market when they're good. The Chiefs are obviously one of the showcase teams in the league. But if you told me like Thursday night's opener was like, uh, let's say Dallas versus um, the Bills or Dallas versus the Chiefs or something like that, I'd be like, okay, this you're guaranteed. Maybe you'll even come close to mid twenty, you know, mid twenty million to something like that. So I guess the thing with that is it wouldn't surprise me if it really popped, but it also wouldn't surprise me if it was a little bit down from last year's opener. How do you see it? I see. It. Being down, I don't see the Lions as the draw that everyone might think they are. I don't think they're going to be as strong as everybody says they're going to be on the field. And, I mean, you think about it, we've talked about this in terms of Thanksgiving. Every network wants to get rid of the Lions. Nobody wants wanted the Lions for their Thanksgiving game. It just, you know, happens to be the team that's on, and you can draw a boatload of viewers. when It doesn't matter. It's Thanksgiving. But I, don't, I think they would much more – they would like to have a team that is much bigger draw. And I don't think that, that is the Lions. I, they still don't have that marquee name, particularly a quarterback that's going to draw on viewers. It just hey, it doesn't make sense to me that this is the opponent. John, what's the more attractive viewership matchup to you on Sunday? Eagles at Patriots, CBS. That's the Nance Romo game. Packers at Bears. That's the late Fox game with uh, Burkhardt Olsen. I'm going to go with a push here, just from the standpoint of obviously the Packers is some intrigue with their new quarterback, but the Bears have kind of been, even with Justin Fields, they're just not that kind of an exciting team uh, of late. And, you know, the Patriots also haven't been particularly good lately, but the Eagles coming off their Super Bowl, I do think the Packers Bears rivalry can bring it to parity with that Eagles uh, Patriots matchup, but I'm going to go with a push for that. And again, you know, that's one of those where, you know, neither CBS nor Fox likes going up against each other with those big games in week one, but that's uh, the way the league wants it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
All right, I'm going to ask you guys to play a little predictions. I will not hold you to this at all. Austin, Cowboys-Giants Sunday night. Just give me a range as to where you think that lands in terms of the millions of viewers. I mean, I better push north of 20 million viewers, and you hope that that matchup, and that that's the big matchup traditionally most years, and it better be in the top 10 of the most watched games all season, hopefully top five. But given that's the first Sunday night game, I'm, I'm guessing – Probably, oof, I'm going to say 23 and a half million viewers. Oh, that's I, I, I'm, I'd probably be around there too. What about you, John? Well, that would be up from last year when it was Brady versus the Cowboys. I don't think oh, wow. that, mm. you know, I, I would maybe go 22, you know, slightly below just because last year, Brady and the Bucks coming off of the great seasons that they'd had, nobody knew they were going to be a 500 team. Uh, going up against Dallas, and that was 23 million. So I, I'll say 22 million, obviously. Not in, not including all of NBC's you know streaming stuff. This is just purely uh, Nielsen linear. Okay, so let's we'll finish up on the NFL for this week with uh, Bills Jets. I'm going to go to you, Austin. This is kind of fascinating to me. This game because um you know everybody is anticipating um, Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. I actually just got a press release from ESPN. I'm sure you guys got it too. Where more of their uh, their experts picked the Jets for to win the Super Bowl than I expected. Uh, you know, a lot of all-inners on the Jets. We'll see if that plays out. But the reality is, like, you know, with Brady retiring, Aaron Rodgers is, you can make the argument, probably the quarterback with the most interest in the league. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback. That's different. Like, the quarterback who viewers know and who want to tune in. So, you know, the Monday night number, obviously, you guys know, is, you know, it's always going to, or it has traditionally been less than Sunday night, certainly way less than Sunday afternoon. But that's an interesting matchup, just given... Aaron Rodgers' first game with the Jets. Bills are a really, really good team. Super Bowl contender. What do you think that? I mean, I don't. I, I feel like that could be. Am I crazy, Austin, to think that's maybe a 16, 17 million matchup? Or am I low or am I high there? No, I think that you couldn't have asked for a better matchup for ESPN. I think it's. I think they have the TriCast going on, where it's going to, you know, have the regular feed on ESPN, a simulcast on ABC. They'll have the Manning cast right. and the Deuce. Or there'll be some interest there. No, I, I think it's going to likely be in discussion for the highest rated, most watched Monday night football game of the season. Obviously, you know, records will change over the course of the season, but this is, you, you couldn't have asked for a better lead for Monday night football coming into the season. John, I wish I could, I wish I had it in front of me, but if I, if I remember, I think Denver was Denver, the Monday night football opener Denver's last yeah. year with Russell Wilson. Do you, do you happen to remember what that did roughly? 19.8 million. Okay, which, so my, uh, I think my – I'm going to change on the fly here. So my estimation of a guess is wrong. If that did that, I'm saying that Rodgers' Rogers bills comes close to 20 million. What do you see, John, in terms of a prediction? I think 20 million is a lot to get to. Um, I'll say maybe 18 million, you know. I mean, well, you know what? I take that back. It's Rodgers' debut. It's the bills. Uh, I'll I'll go with you. I'll go with twenty million. I mean that that is a big matchup. Going for the gusto, I love it. I know we could say I'll be checking all these predictions, but the reality is, you know, I won't be. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's do the final one here, quick on college. Austin, um, 
the LSU um, Florida State game was the highest or most watched game of the weekend. That wasn't surprising at all, given it was on ABC. Here's the big number that popped Colorado TCU, 7.262 million viewers on Fox. The amount of interest in Deion Sanders um, is, and that Colorado program is through the roof. Fox went all in in terms of investing in Colorado. And man, did it pay off. That is a massive number uh, for a team, obviously, that was, you know, nowhere last year in Colorado. And no offense to TCU. I know they were in the finals. I know they were in the national championship game, but this is not a traditional viewership team at all. So that's an incredible number for Fox, right? It's a huge number for Fox. And like you said, I mean, I kind of, it made sense, this number, because they did go all in. They have been going all in for the last feels like since Dion was hired. Yeah. It, 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 and you're going to see the comparison that you're really going to want to watch for is this weekend. Can they sustain such a number in week two? It's the same big noon Saturday window that Colorado's going to have against Nebraska. Can they bring it again? But, you know, just going back to that FSU-LSU number, it that did kind of surprise me because not every affiliate in the country is carrying ABC with this with this charter dispute. Great so you're point. talking about, it's not all, it's not like ESPN where you're losing 13 million homes, but it's, it's, it's a smaller chunk of uh, of households that you're losing with this dispute. So to see such a big number for LSU, FSU sort of surprised me, but um, yeah, the Colorado thing, I, I expected Fox to pull a big number. They, they put the pregame show there. They gave it the hype. And it delivered. Yeah, we'll say, listen, anybody who's experiencing that, I know there's a lot in New York and L.A., um, I, I, I do feel for you. It's awful when this stuff happens. Consumers always lose. Um, and I think, John, the one thing that did surprise me, at least from some of the viewership numbers I've seen in college football and a little bit of the U.S. Open as well, is that at least so far as we're taping this and we're taping this in, in the afternoon of September 7th, the Charter ESPN dispute has not cratered viewership yet for – for ESPN. Now that may change for Monday Night Football, but so far, um, when you looked at the college viewership, and I know you have this on your site, right? It wasn't. We didn't see gigantic declines. Well, I mean, you kind of did. I mean, for example, ESPN, all of their games on Saturday were down very significantly. Except, right? ex- oh, Saturday. Okay, you're right. Maybe I'm overvaluing that Sunday game. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, well, the Sunday game, you know, like Austin said, ABC is not blacked out everywhere. Right. So ESPN is, is suffering a little bit more and, you know, down 67, you know, 64% for UMass Auburn, 73% for New Mexico, Texas A&M, oh, wow. 52% for Arkansas, Arkansas State, Oklahoma, and 31% for Coastal Carolina, uh, well, UCLA. Well, then, then I'm an idiot. It's totally down. Thank you for correcting well, me. <laughs> I mean, some of that is, I, I believe some of that is charter. Some of that is the games weren't really great right, either, right. Uh, which is going to happen to ESPN all year because they're in between their Big Ten loss and gaining their new SEC packet. But, you know, it's uh, there's some pretty sizable declines uh, for uh, those games. And even Clemson-Duke being down 11%, I would have expected, given Duke, you know, upset Clemson, that that would have done in an ordinary year you would think better than Clemson, Georgia Tech. I mean, that was a pretty substantial upset. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you correcting me. I'm going to pay better attention clearly on that because when I did a quick eye glance, it didn't seem like they were way down, but I, I clearly overweighted that Sunday game. 
Maybe, maybe I got spun by ESPN when they're putting all these, you know, press releases out. Up 20% from the year-over-year comparison the year before. See? Good job by the, the good job by Bill Hoffheimer and Julie McCoy and company, and Amanda Brooks. There you go. Good good work on the PR department. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, finally, last one here, Austin. Um... I was fascinated uh, because I wrote about it for The Athletic by what the numbers were going to be for college game day and Fox Big Noon kickoff. As you mentioned, too, uh, Big Noon kickoff went to Col- went to Fort Worth to focus on TCU Colorado. So the final hour, which I think really is the, the comparison that you just you got to make, is $2.2 million for college game day, $1.345 million for Big Noon kickoff. So game day still has a big advantage. Obviously, as John mentioned, that there is the factor with Charter ESPN. That said, I do think if you're if you're Fox, you got to be happy because at least you're in the conversation. I mean, I don't know if you're ever going to beat them, but this is not, you know, you're not getting drubbed like two million to like four hundred thousand. So how did you see it? And then just for the audience, so they know, all three hours of game day, one point six five eight million viewers. Big Noon's 10 a.m. hour, this is probably where ESPN really rolls them, uh, 618,000 viewers. I do. It, it's a nice start for Fox for sure. And, yes, they're going to be happy. But Fox is going to continue to increase that number because, I mean, this was Mike Mulvihill's plan to really emphasize that 12 p.m. window, put the best games there. And ESPN, they're not. They're not putting those best, best games into the 12 p.m. window, you know, any anytime right. those are reserved for you know saturday nights and that'll be the 330 sec window when that starts so yeah can they get closer yes but i i, I think game day has such an advantage like that is just where sports fans have been trained to go for 20 years it's going to really be an uphill battle for big noon kickoff to really challenge game day in the numbers how did you see john i mean austin's right you know i wrote about this incumbency is very hard to overcome uh college game day is a tradition even like people, I think they're they even they've even sort of showed the data that like you know people still tune into Corso's pick that pops in the last like ten minutes of that show, uh, and again, but again, I like I did th- I I I think if you're going to analyze it sort of longitudinally, Fox is only five years old. That's not a bad number to me, but but I, but I am with Austin. Like I don't think they're ever going to catch them, but I'm not sure. I think they're even realistic. I don't even know if they're like we have to catch them. They've already in theory and in practicality, taking some audience away. So how did you see this, these numbers? Well, I mean, obviously game day still dominates uh, game day is the inside the NBA of this conversation. Uh, but I would never say never. Uh, the reality is that, you know, I mean, anything can happen as far as the future of game day goes, it's not going to be the same cast in five years that it is now. Yeah. No, I would uh, say maybe even next year, maybe, maybe, maybe this is it for course. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, Corso is a, a huge element of that show. Yeah. He's beloved, and you know, Pat McAfee did a great job yet last year, kind of coming in, but he's never going to be Corso. Correct. Uh, well, Corso's not like Barkley to TNT, but you know, that's kind of the the conversation we're having when we have uh, with him. So, 
game day is going to lose a little something once Corso retires. And there's also this, you know, who knows how long Kirk Herbstreet wants to continue doing Thursday night football and game day and the Saturday night game. So if Big Noon can capitalize on changes that might happen to game day, maybe they can catch up. Interesting. By that same token, though, you make Pat McAfee the center of game day in a year or two. Like, I don't know that you're going to lose audience. You might be gaining audience. I I actually think he's the center of the show now, personally. I actually think they've they've sort of told you that. But to John's point, the Corso, whoever follows Corso is a massive hire. And I do think they can reshape that show by bringing in a coach who's pretty current off the field. Their dream has always been to get Saban. I don't think that's going to happen, obviously, at this point, given Saban seems committed to Alabama. But that's, you know, you, you will have the ability to bring in a coach fairly you know, someone who's just off the field, and I think that will give the show a, a, a different kind of feel. Um, and to Austin's point, I, I think McAfee, if he's not the center of that show now, sort of absolutely like within a year. All right. Uh, Austin Carp is the managing editor slash digital for Sports Business Journal. John Lewis is the founder of Sports Media Watch. Let us know if you like this kind of stuff. We're calling this a mini pod. Uh, Going to do it once a week focused on sports viewership. Um, Austin will be part of it. John will be part of it. Anthony Krupe of um, Sportico will be part of it, and Bill Shea, my uh, uh, longtime colleague at The Athletic, as well as a longtime Greens guy, will be part of it. So I'll, I'll always bring on somebody um, at least once a week to uh, so we can sort of go through the numbers and, uh, and just give you a sense of how uh, the viewership is, because this stuff is usually fun to talk about. Austin and John, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me on this maiden vo- voyage, and, uh, and I, will, uh, I will see you soon. Thanks so much. John Richard, always a pleasure. All right, my thanks to Austin Carp and John Lewis. Uh, always great for them to come on. Thanks to Patrick Antonetti for, once again, his extra work on this podcast. Thanks to everybody at Odyssey. And uh, let us know if you like this. We'll see you soon on Sports Media Podcast. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.